0: I'm Allison Katzkowski otherwise known as The Allison K. I'm a fitness innovator and entrepreneur turned business mentor and retreat master. A client experience is more than just making the sale for the transaction. A client experience is about how it's put together so that clients can receive amazing real transformation. Here, you'll hear all about how the industry leaders are creating amazing experiences. I'm always gonna give it to you straight, Because I know your time is valuable. Are you ready? Let's get into the show. Hey, everybody, it's Allison Katzkowski. Thank you again for tuning in to Creating the World's Best Client Experiences. This is the podcast where we talk all about the client experience, what it looks like, what are some, what are the challenges and wins that we're facing as coaches and business professionals in the service-based industries. But also, what are we learning? What are we learning about the work we do? What are we learning about the people that we get to serve and help? This is where all of that, where we talk about all of those things and more. I'm Alison Kaczkowski, your host. Thank you so much for tuning in on this Thursday morning and joining me for this brand new series. So if you've been following me since the beginning, I've basically kicked off this show with sort of a deep dive into my own process and my own belief system around creating client experiences. If you have not listened to any previous episodes, I would really encourage you. uh, I know you're you're busy and I know your time is valuable, but I would really encourage you to go back and listen to some of these past episodes. Episode number one, I kicked off with what I think are the non-negotiables. Now, I didn't absolutely say this is what it needs to look like, but these are pieces that I think need to be part of a client experience. I talked in the next episode, episode two, about creating safety and a safe space. This is a huge, huge issue um, in creating any type of client container where meaningful transformation happens. We have to know and keep in mind that we have to have a we have we want to create a feeling of safety. I've talked in past had the past couple of episodes about challenges and wins. What does the path of transformation look like? And today, what I want to do is get into a really interesting topic about follow up. What is follow up? What does it look like? I've basically got my own opinions about what I think this should look like. But I also think too that it really is an opportunity for us as business leaders, coaches, industry professionals, lifestyle leaders to be able to look at follow up as an opportunity to customize. Okay. And I know in the language today of building a business, making it scalable creating, you know, legacy changing revenue, um, whether we're thinking about the next generation, whether we're thinking about what our future aspirations are, you know, a lot of the focus in business now is about how well can you scale? Can you, how quickly can you actually get your business to a point where you can either step out of it, where you can have people come in and do part of your job? And how can you scale it, right? Right. And, you know, I want you to think about that with what I'm going to share with you today. But for a minute, I want to kind of put that aside and let's focus back on individually customizing an experience for a client. You know, and in future episodes, I'm going to be talking to some pretty amazing business professionals about their philosophy of a client experience. And this is where I really think we can have some really rich discussions. And I would really love to hear from you as far as what you would like to see covered, what are topics that are important to you around the client experience, please feel free to reach out to me. You can go to my website at www.theallisonk.com and send me a message. Uh, You can email me directly from my website. You can find me through any of my socials. Drop me a DM and just let me know because I would love to hear from you as to what subjects you think are really important and what subjects you think we could actually expand upon. Um, I've created quite a bit of content here already. So again, I would love for you to go back and listen to some past episodes. Give me your feedback. Tell me what you think. I'm always open to opinions. I'm always open to what you think are important aspects of creating an amazing, life-changing client experience. So let's get into follow-up today. Uh, first of all, When I looked up follow-up, I kind of get curious sometimes when I'm picking out different areas to expand upon. And one of the first places I go to is Google, right? Who doesn't? But I also, but I really want to do this just to see what, quote unquote, the industry definition is. And when I look up follow-up, when I Google follow-up, there were a lot of different definitions that came up. But some of the ones that really jumped out at me were pursue or investigate further, gather more information, find out more. That came up probably several times. And then one one thing that popped up just yesterday when I was Google searching was take more action. So let's think about what all that means in terms of follow-up. How can you do that in a meaningful way with a client or in a coaching container or a program or a retreat experience or some other vehicle that you're creating in your business To help create transformation. In other words, show the path to what's possible to someone who has trusted you to be able to help them with their problem. So when you think about what those definitions mean on the surface, it almost sounds transactional. It sounds like let's make a sale and let's go down the laundry list of the follow up items. Let's send the email. Let's do the survey. Let's ask for the review. Let's ask for the referral right it's like all the typical things that you think about when you do business with anybody you know there's a coffee shop here in downtown raleigh where i like to go sometimes after my workout in the mornings and it's called 321 coffee and it's staffed by by individuals with disabilities that's part of the this business's mission and it's a really cool concept because Um, You know, a lot of people with handicaps and disabilities face enormous challenges in getting hired for meaningful employment. And what I really admire about this organization is not just their willingness to do that, but their willingness to say, look, this is, these people are part of our community and we want to have a business where that's part of it. And so I always want to really go out of my way to try to support local businesses, but organizations that that really go, you know, one step further, um, I just think is commendable. And so, you know, this morning as I, or this morning recently, you know, I've, I've just discovered them. So I when I'm downtown, I really try to stop by there. And what I've noticed is, is in the part of the follow-up process, after you pay for my coffee or your coffee, is you're, there's an opportunity prompted on the screen right there to leave a review. And it's not just, oh, by the way, please leave us a review. Everybody that checks you out, make sure that you know, and they talk about why that's important to them. So they're really personalizing the fact that reviews are important, not just, hey, leave us a review so people can find us. It's, this is important to us because of this. And everybody that I've, that, that's waited on me in there, there's probably been three or four different individuals, have kind of explained their own philosophy behind it, which I think is a really cool way to present follow-up to a customer. They're, you're giving someone an opportunity to talk about what's important to them, but at the same time, you're letting them verbalize why it's important. And if you've been following me for a while, you know I talk a lot about the concept of belief because a lot of times I really believe in business. People buy from you based on not just what you believe, but why you believe it. Probably more so than the actual product or service that you're selling. OK, so that's just one. That's a sidebar there. But that's just some a one unique way of customizing follow up. So when we talk about follow-up, though, the statistics show that 75% of people who follow up quickly, meaning that not long after you get the sale, is that you're much more likely to either retain that customer or start to develop a relationship with that client or customer. There's also the school of thought that says if you follow up fairly quickly after you make an offer, you're much more likely to get that person's business. So, you know, that sounds a little bit more on the transactional side, and I don't really want to get into that today, but it's just an interesting statistic nonetheless. But I really want to divide follow-up, and I'm going to do a follow-up episode, no pun intended, next week, and I'm going to go a little bit more into what each of these, each of what I think follow-up can be separated into three categories when you're talking about personalizing it and customizing it to fit a client experience. Um, And really what I want to do is just kind of glaze over the three today. And then I'm going to spend some more time next week in part two, talking a little bit more about what this actually looks like and give you some real examples. So when we talk about follow up, though, there's lots of reasons why we want to do it. Okay, First of all, it's a great opportunity to express gratitude. It's a great way to ask for feedback. It's a great way to ask for referrals right? It's a great way to just go take it one step further and and actually start building a relationship with the client. One of the things that I teach in my retreat planning process, in retreats and events, is I teach my students to begin the follow-up process from the very beginning. And this almost seems counterintuitive because we sort of tend to think about follow-up being something that we do after the fact. But I teach my students, and I do this myself, to see the follow-up from the very beginning. And the reason for this is, is that you want people to understand that number one, that the serving them doesn't stop after you get the business, right? And two, you wanna be painting a picture of what the entire journey is gonna look like with you. And the best way to do that is to start seeding later on down the road, this is what we'll do. So you're already seeding what the follow-up looks like. And I really think a lot of people miss out on that opportunity right from the very beginning. It's almost like people believe there's an appropriate time to do it and a not so appropriate time to do it. And I don't really believe in that. I think follow up starts from the very beginning because you want people to understand that you're going to be on the journey with them long term and you want them to buy into that. You want them to come on the journey with you and buy into the whole process. And that starts with us as a business leader is showing them what that actually looks like. But in short, today, what I can do, what I'm going to do is separate what I think follow-up is into three main categories. They are creating opportunity, that's number one. Number two, addressing problems. And number three, a chance to express gratitude. So hey, if you're wondering how you can put together an amazing client experience, or maybe you're doing these in your business already and you're thinking about how you can innovate and change, I want to offer you a free gift. Go to my website at www.theallisongay.com forward slash mini hyphen retreat playbook. If you go to the homepage of my website and scroll to the bottom, you can punch your email address in and get it sent directly to your inbox. It's my free gift. This is my five step process that I use in creating every experience retreat and event that I do in my business. And I would love to be able to share it with you. Absolutely free. Head to my website again, www.dlcay.com forward slash mini hyphen playbook and grab your copy of that now. Basically, the bottom line with all three of these categories is, is that it allows you to continue to build the relationship more. That's really what meaningful long-term business, in my opinion, should be about, is about cultivating long-term relationships that work for both of you. So I would really love to hear your feedback on this. What types of follow-up are important to you? Is there a way to do this that feels less salesy than others, right? Is there a way to do this that actually seeds the beginning and the development of a real meaningful relationship? Because I really think in business today, that's missing on a lot of levels. I think there's a lot of this hurry up and get the sale. Let's hurry up and make our numbers. Let's hurry up and do this. And we never want to leave people with the feeling that they're just a number, right? And that it's just a transaction and that it's time to move on to the next person, right? And I don't know necessarily that people mean to do that. But I think in this day and age with social media being what it is and the fact that so many people are doing business online and there's so many cold reach outs going on, I probably get, you know, at least five DMs from people that I don't know on a daily basis saying, hey, I saw your profile, and I think you'd be a great fit for this. They don't know anything about me. They're not asking anything about me and my business and what I do. They're just basically trying to sell what they do. And that's a real missed opportunity, I think, for what could prove to be a really fruitful relationship for both of you. So let me just go into each of these briefly before I sign off today. And then be sure to tune in next week, because I'm going to go into each of these a little bit more and give you some real concrete examples of what I think are good practices and what I think are not so good practices. So opportunity, what does this look like? Obviously, this can be anything you want it to be. But basically, for me, it comes down to building a relationship. There's always an opportunity for that. What is a way that you could, what's a way that you both could support and develop each other more? You know, I really believe as a coach that there's an opportunity for me to be transformed as much as the people that trust me to help them. And I always go into every client relationship with that expectation. What is it that I can learn? How can I become better at what I do? And what is the real opportunity here for both of us? There's always an opportunity for me, but I want there to be ample opportunity for both of us, right? That goes for group programs as well, which I'll talk about that in a future episode. So, think about what that might mean for you from a business building standpoint and from the standpoint of creating a real client experience, one where you really see change, really not just change happen, but real transformation, meaning that someone who has trusted you to help them with their problem really not only gets the result that they want, but that you, but they go above, over and beyond and get so much more than what they think. That's really to me what real transformation is. So, in opportunity, there's always a way to ask questions. There's always a way to have real, meaningful conversations. I really am a firm believer in, you know, encouraging people to keep the door open and ask for more communication. And if it, are you doing that in your follow up process? Do you have a way to always encourage people to communicate with you? You know, we always want people to feel like that they're they're always part of our family. Right. At least I do. That's a, a big, a big strong belief for me. So there's a lot of different ways that opportunity can go. And I'm going to talk about that a lot in next week's episodes. Area number two for follow up is addressing problems. Now, obviously, probably what you're thinking about is like a follow up survey. How did we do? Right. Give us a rate us on a scale of one to five. That's what Google does. Google, when Google asks you for reviews, it's always give us a five star review. I mean, on podcasts, for example, I, I ask for reviews a lot because I honestly want feedback from people. But obviously five star reviews are what help us get found more by other people. Now that's not the reason why we want to do reviews. We, we want the, to keep the door open for feedback too, you know, and it's so easy, I think, to get, just give someone a five star review and just let it be that. But take a minute and say, why is it a five star review for you? What really resonated with you? What landed for you? OK, you know, because if they we don't know, always know that there are problems unless they're brought to our attention. Right. One of the big things I talk about in my messaging when it comes to business is innovation. I really feel like you must be an innovator to have a long term successful business. Why is that? Because things change. Trends change. Problems evolve. People change what people consider to be important to them, depending on what phase of life they're in changes. And so we can't be going around regurgitating the same message, you know, exactly all the time, because we want to stay fresh and relevant in the eyes of our customers and the people that, you know, are searching for us, right? So really, to be an innovator is really asking for the opportunity to examine what the problems are, because ultimately, we innovate in business because something isn't working to the best of its ability anymore. So we do it because we want to address problems. We want to understand what the problems are, but we want to be able to speak to them in a meaningful way too. Another way that we can address problems, obviously, is asking for feedback. So a follow up process might include a survey, a questionnaire, a Google link. We want to make it as easy as possible for people to give us their feedback. Okay. We don't want to make it hard. Make it easy. Make it super easy. Click on this link and tell me what you think. It doesn't get any easier than that. Okay. And then the last piece of follow up. Is gratitude. This is so important and it's almost seems so obvious, but at the same time, it gets overlooked nonetheless. How do we how do we position this as an opportunity to express gratitude? How about thanking people for the opportunity to work with them? You know, a lot of people will send you free gifts. Hey, here's a a coupon for a discount off of a future sale. Here's an opportunity to get into our VIP club. You know, a lot of programs now in the coaching space, once you sign up you immediately get invited into a follow-up offer, okay? And you know, as a business owner, it makes sense because you've got a captive audience. You've got somebody who's presented themselves as somebody who's ready to buy. But at the same time, I think we wanna be very careful with that because we don't want it to feel simply transactional. We don't want it to feel like, oh, let me see if I can get one more sale from you. And I felt like that sometimes when I bought things online. And I get these endless emails with links about, hey, here's your next purchase. Here's your next coupon code. It's only good for 24 hours, okay? I'm like, "Wait a minute. Can't you just thank me for giving you business before? I think people want to feel appreciated." Right? But we also want people to know how important it is, how important they are to us, okay? So, expressing gratitude is a thank you email, right? It's an opportunity to reward them. "Hey, if you refer your friends, this is what we'll do for you." Okay? Um, we want people to feel inclined to refer business to us anyway, okay? But it, we never should miss an opportunity to make people feel appreciated. One of the things that I did when I first started my fitness business years ago was when clients referred business to me, I always gave them a free workout. I still do that today because I think it is so important to promoting good customer relations and continuing to make people feel appreciated, Okay. Some people say, oh, you don't have to do that. I'm happy to support you. I mean, obviously that's meaningful too. And maybe if the free workout isn't something that they want, you know, I've had clients tell me before, hey, I would love for you to gift my free workout to this person or whatever. So I think we want to be open to that as well. But it really does not cost us anything to do that. It really is a great way to not just ensure people, you know, get get the across that, look, I so appreciate you supporting me and my small business, that this is what I'm willing to do. But we want to, whatever practice we do, we want to commit to it for a long period of time. And we always want to ask people, you know, what made you come to me? What made you choose me? That right there is pure gold. And that's a follow-up that I think is often missed. We, you know, we we wait to ask people that at the end of a service. Why not ask people that right from the beginning? This is part of my concept of seeding follow up right from the beginning. So I'm going to get more into these three areas of follow up and some of the ways that I use follow up in my business and on my retreats, because I just think this is such an important concept. And I, and you know, it's not that I think we have a limited window to do it. I just think that what we choose to do can be very powerful when we use it in the right way. And it can really repay us 10 times over when we do it you know, with the proper context too. So you definitely want to tune in next week for part two. I'm going to expand upon each of these three areas a little bit more and give you some of my own examples. So I hope this is helpful for you um, as a business owner or a business leader. If you're doing client experiences, please feel free to share this link um, with someone that you think might need to hear it um, as a free gift from me. And if you would like to learn more about what we do here at CU Fitness and how we can help you with your client experience, please feel free to reach out to me. Again, you can go to my website at www.theallisonk.com or you can send me an email directly from my website. Um, You can find me through any of my socials. Just know that I'm always open to feedback. I always want to hear from you. And I never want to pass up an opportunity to make sure that you know that because I really do mean it or I wouldn't say it. Um, This is Allison Kaskowski with creating the world's most or the world's best client experiences. Signing off for today, and we will see you on the next episode.